This is Pioneering Today with Upper Skagit's own Melissa K. Norris, inspiring your faith and your pioneer roots here in the beautiful North Cascade Mountains on KSVU 90.1 Community Radio. Hi, this is Melissa K. Norris and Pioneering Today. And in today's episode, we're going to be talking about the wonders of vinegar. So, becoming green, you're going to hear the term, you'll see the term a lot, you know, going green, green cleaning. And basically what that means is using products that are natural and that don't harm the environment. And so when you're, you know, walking down the aisle at the grocery store, you'll see, you know, some products have, um, you know, like a little green label on them. They'll see, you know, green product, going green. It's kind of a terminology that's used a lot these days. And so, you know, when I, I start thinking back about, you know, the, the pioneers, and of course, they didn't have a bottle of uh, Clorox <laughs> to use to clean and disinfect with, you know, they didn't have comet to scour the sink, you know, all that kind of stuff. And I'm kind of, you know, like, well, you know, they got by on a whole lot less than we do nowadays. And don't get me wrong, I really do like my electricity. We um, frequently lose power uh, in the wintertime where we live. And I think the longest stretch that we didn't have power was 10 days. And I always thought that I really wanted to be a pioneer. Like I was born a century too late. Me and Laura Ingalls Wilder would have been best friends. I mean, I I wanted to be in that covered wagon. I wanted to live on the prairie and all that kind of stuff. But I tell you what, when we went 10 days without power, I decided that I liked certain elements of the pioneer lifestyle, but I didn't actually want to live without power, at least not until my home had been totally converted over to solar. <laughs> So, um, but I did look back at their, at their cleaning products and one of the products that most people have in our home and we use, you know, in the kitchen, usually in, you know, some recipes or if you're into, you know, pickling, that kind of a thing with preserving your food is vinegar. Vinegar is an awesome multi-use product. So if you haven't been using vinegar very much, I hope that this show, show you find out all the awesome ways to use vinegar and that you're going to be a convert just like I am. So the one really great thing about vinegar is it's very inexpensive. You can go to, um, you can get big, you know, big, huge, like gallon sized jars of it um, or jugs for, you know, just like three, three, $4. So it's, it's not very expensive at all. And uh, most vinegar that you purchase in the store is 5% acidity, which is key when you're going to be using it to preserve food. So when you do um, any kind of pickling um, or you're, you're storing any kind of food and you're using it as a preservative, you want it to be 5% acid. You know, if you're using it to add to your tomatoes, that kind of thing. So I have never seen it. I believe that you can get a 20% vinegar. Um, I've heard people talk about, and we'll go into what they use that for um, in a little bit in the show. But your 5% vinegar is what I've always seen, and that's what's recommended that you need that level of acidity. Um, so always look for 5% if you're looking at some different ones, but I've never seen any that wasn't at least 5 or 6%, 5 to 6%. Um, so here's the really awesome thing about vinegar, because it's the acidity in it, and it kills bacteria when it's used full strength. So you don't need to use bleach or, you know, all these other really harsh chemicals in your home to clean 
things if you're worried, you know, about bacteria is you can just use straight vinegar. So, you know, on your cutting board that you've used meat on, you know, you can go ahead and wash it with soap and water and then wipe it down with full strength vinegar and let it air dry overnight. And I know one thing probably people are thinking is like, oh, vinegar kind of has a strong smell. It, it does have a strong odor. But when you use it to clean, as soon as it evaporates off, then the odor goes away. So it does linger in the air for a little bit. But then it goes away and you don't have to worry about all these chemicals. Um, I read a statistic and it said that the inside air of a home is more contaminated than the outside air. And they believe that's because of all of the chemical cleaning products that we use inside our homes these days. So I love being able to use vinegar and I don't have to worry about that. Plus, it's so much cheaper. So... One of the things, I'm going to give you some uses of vinegar here. So vinegar makes a great window cleaner. So I just actually, I had an old, um, I had an old window cleaner bottle, old Windex bottle. And so I, after I've used it, then I put a quarter cup of vinegar in it and then I filled it all the way up to the way with water. And that's what I use on my, you know, my windows, the mirrors, all the glass products in my home. And even if I'm using a paper towel instead of like a newspaper, or I try to use a rag now, so I'm not going through as many paper towels, but it doesn't leave hardly any streaks. I mean, it the vinegar and water, there's like no streaks in comparison to even using the Windex. So I thought that was really awesome because I'm like, oh, this is great. There's no streaks in my mirror or my, my windows. So that was, it works better. It's more effective. And vinegar cuts grease. So if you have, you know, like the grease splatters, um, you know, from when you're cooking on your cook stove and stuff, just um, wipe down with the full strength vinegar first, kind of let that sit a little bit, and then you can spray it with the diluted water portion and then clean that off, and it can help get the grease stains off. Another great thing to use vinegar for is in your laundry. So I don't know how many of you have ever opened up your washing machine, and it kind of smells funny sometimes. (laughs) I hope I'm not the only one that that happens to, but it kind of has an odor sometimes. And so if you take a quarter cup of vinegar and put it where your liquid fabric softener dispenser is, and then run that through, it will get rid of that odor. And it also is great for your clothes. Like you can just use it in place of laundry softener. It'll help get rid of any kind of residue that's on the clothes. And the clothes won't smell like vinegar because as soon as it dries, plus it gets diluted out in the rinse cycle, the fabric softener one, it doesn't, it doesn't leave an odor at all. Um, so, and it's very inexpensive. So vinegar is great to use in the laundry room. And then for your floors, especially if you have vinyl floors, I don't know about you, but after a while, you know, those, you get kind of like down in the bumps of the vinyl floor because you know it's not completely smooth it's almost like you'll get like a little buildup of spots down down in the bottom of the bumps basically that's soap scum from when you're mopping and you're cleaning the floor so when you're doing your floors and you're going to mop just take your your bucket of water and add one cup of vinegar to the water and mop your floors with that and don't use any soap and you won't get any buildup of soap scum and it's completely safe to use on wood floors so on tile it won't hurt anything and so you can clean your floors and then the other nice thing is I don't have to worry about especially if you have younger children who are running bare through for the house or if you have babies who are crawling or who seem to be on the floor a lot and then you know how they're on the floor crawling and then of course their hands go right in their mouth 
don't have to worry about them getting any chemicals because it's just vinegar. It's safe to eat. might not taste the greatest all by itself. But so that's another really great peace of mind for me is I don't have to worry that I'm putting anything else in my home that will be absorbed through our skin. So I like being able to use the vinegar as a cleaner. Uh, and recently we had a lovely bout of flu made its way through our home. And <clears throat> and my daughter um, had thrown up and she had had grape juice a couple hours earlier. So that can give you a visual of what the um, color of the substance was that I was going to have to clean up out of my light covered beige, almost white carpets. So I don't, um, I have, since I've discovered the awesome uses of vinegar, I don't use carpet cleaner anymore. So I have my little handy dandy spray bottle that has the quarter cup vinegar in it with the water that I use on my windows and all the glass in the house. It works as a great carpet cleaner as well. So just spray a little bit on the stain or this was about half of the bedroom floor. <laughs> so I use almost all of the bottle and let it sit, let it soak in for a little bit and then take your rag and wipe it, you know, soak it back up, you know, rub it and soak it back up. And I had, I did end up having to do on, on this particular um, mess. I had to do two applications, but for just normal like spots and stuff on the carpet, um, I just do it once and it takes it out. In fact, one of the kids that had, I believe it was a red melted M&M that got hidden under the corner of a couch on the floor, <laughs> which I discovered when I moved the furniture and it took it right up. I mean, red dye in everything in one use. So I really, really like the vinegar for that. And it helps to cut the odor because vinegar helps cut odor. So if it's anything, as <clears throat> in the instance when my daughter was sick, is it helped clear the odor out of the carpet too. So it's a great carpet cleaner. And then for those of you who aren't too thrilled with the smell of vinegar, because some people don't, it doesn't bother me, but some people have mentioned that they don't like it. You can make a really easy homemade citrus cleaner with vinegar. Um, so you just take a large, like a quart size mason jar or glass container. You know, my fascination with mason jars. I like to use the mason jars. So just take one and take your, um, any kind of citrus peeling. So be it a lemon, a lime, an orange, you know, whatever, you know, as you eat your fruit, take the, take all the peels and put them in the jar and then fill and cover that, make sure that the top of the rinds are covered with vinegar. And then you can cover it um, with a piece of cheesecloth so that, you know, nothing gets in there and set it up in your cupboard. So you want it to, you want it to set in a place that's, um, that's fairly warm, but that's dark. And you're going to let it sit for between two weeks to a month. And you can kind of decide on how strong of the scent of the citrus that you want in the vinegar. And so what's great is when you do the citrus cleaner is because citrus oils help with cleaning. So they kind of give it a boost on cleaning power. So you can just pick your favorite, you know, whatever citrus favorite you have. And you can add um, herbs if you want to do, have an, you know, make a cross with whatever, you know, and do like a lemon rosemary or, you know, a lavender. Um, you, you get the possibilities are basically endless for whatever you have on file on hand. And so you just let this cleaner sit for about two weeks to a month. You can decide, you know, you can check it and check the, the strength of the scent. And then you have to um, strain it. So just, you can use a coffee filter if you don't have a strainer and just strain it all out. And then you want to dilute it 
um, when you go to use it to clean with, you want to dilute it, um, you can dilute it half and half. So half of your vinegar citrus cleaner with half water and then spray it. And so what happens is, is when, when you use the citrus cleaner and you spray it, you might still smell a little bit of the vinegar, but the vinegar evaporates and then it leaves behind the scent of the citrus. So you're left with a great citrus smell, plus it boosts the cleaning power. So that's one thing you can do. And those I think would make really great Christmas gifts. I know we're not anywhere near Christmas yet, but I'm always thinking. So those can be can be really fun. You could get, you know, pretty little glass spray bottles and put like a little fancy label on there. Um, and so the next thing you can also do with vinegar is you can make your own extracts with vinegar. So this past year at Christmas time, starting um, the 1st of November, I did um, Pioneering Today, eight weeks of a homemade Pioneer Christmas on MelissaKNorris.com. And each week I did a new thing that you could do and give as a Christmas gift that was homemade. And one of the things that I did was I made homemade non-alcoholic mint extract. So when you go to buy extracts in the store, sometimes they can be kind of pricey, especially if you're, you're trying to buy, you know, the organic, which we try to buy as much as we can affordably purchase organic. Um, some of those extracts, especially, you know, when you use a lot at Christmas time in the fall, you know, you're doing a lot of Christmas baking and they can get kind of spendy. And so I wanted to be able to make a mint extract that I could put in the kids' hot cocoa, you know, and I didn't want it to be alcohol because, of course, who would want to put alcohol in their children's hot cocoa? Um, and if you're putting it in bank goods and the extract has alcohol, then it's fine because the alcohol evaporates out. But I wanted to be able to put it directly in some of their drinks and that kind of stuff. And so I did, with the vinegar, I made a homemade mint extract. So it was really easy. I mean, you have to plan ahead because it, you have to let it um, sit and seep for a while. But I cannot believe how easy it is. Um, and I can't wait. I'm going to make my own vanilla extract as soon as I run out of the big old bottle I have up in the cupboard. So you just take, again, the, the mason jar. This time I used a pint one because I didn't think I needed an entire um, quart of the mint extract. So just take your pint mason jar and then I grow my own mint. Um, so I knew it was organic and I could just go out and harvest it. So I wasn't worried about that. So um, when you are harvesting your herbs, it's preferable to harvest most of them in the morning. So the sun hasn't had it come up and they have the highest concentrate of oil in the leaves. So um, I used my own mint and I went out and I took a pint-sized jar and I did equal amounts of vinegar and water. And then you take all of your mint leaves and then you have to crush them because that's what brings out the oils. And that's what we're trying to extract is the, the mint oil from the leaves into the extract. So you just, um, you know, rinse them. So if they have any dust or, you know, anything like that on them, rinse them off and then just really, really gently pat, you know, let them kind of dry a little bit on it on a towel. And then you just take the leaves and you just rub them between your, your thumb and your forefinger and just kind of crush them up and then drop them in the jar. And I just filled it up to the level of the water and vinegar that I had in there, the half and half mixture. And then I just put a lid on it and I put it up in the cupboard, um, in the house because it needs to be in the dark because the light will start to degrade the mint leaves. So I put it up in a dark cupboard. And the thing when you're making the mint extract is, is put it in a cupboard that you actually open every day so that you remember to shake it. So every day I just took it out and I shook it up to help get the, the leaves and the oil going and then um, test it after it's been, um, I tested it for its strength at about three weeks 
and it wasn't quite strong enough for me. So I ended up leaving it in about five weeks and then just take it out and use it like you would any kind of extract, um, strain the leaves out. And I, again, I just used a coffee filter and I strained it out and then I just bottle it back into a clean mason jar with the lid and I had my own homemade mint extract and it was great. So that's another really good use for vinegar. And one of the other um, things about vinegar is, you know, what you can purchase in the store and it's fairly inexpensive, especially when it has so many different uses that you can do with it. But you can make your own apple cider vinegar too. And I cannot wait until apple season this year because I am going to be doing this. So what you do is you take your apple scraps. So not the whole apple, but take like the core and the peelings and organic because anything you're making at home you want to make sure that you're if you're getting anything that you're starting with organic and then all the stuff you're using in it so that it that it's you know free of any chemicals Um, let them turn brown and then put them in a jar a mason jar and then cover those apple scraps all the way to with water so they're completely covered and then put cheesecloth on it and put it in a warm dark spot and for the next few days if you you know you eat more apples then you can go ahead and add more peelings to it and the more cores to it for a few days so let it sit and it might get kind of a little bit cloudy and then if a gray scum forms on top okay I know this sounds kind of gross but that's a it's a good thing what that means is it's starting to ferment so don't add any more scraps once the scum forms leave it alone and you want to let it ferment in a warm dark spot for a month and then you can take it out and strain it. And you'll want to probably strain it a couple of times to get, you know, any kind of little sediments and everything through. And you can test it for its strength and, and see. And you have your own homemade apple cider vinegar. I mean, how awesome is that? You can just make your own vinegar out of apple scraps. So the one thing, though, I do want to, to leave you with a caveat on is with the homemade vinegar is if you make it is unless you have a way of testing it, unless you have a way to test the acidity of it to make sure it's 5% acidity is not to use it for pickling or food preservation because in order for it to kill the bacteria that would be harmful, um, it needs to be 5%. So if you're making your own homemade kind and you don't have a way to test it, then don't use it for your food pickling. Just use it you know, as for all your, your cleaning products. Um, and a couple other really great things about vinegar is you can use vinegar as a hair rinse. It makes your hair really shiny. Um, and we also did this um, last year is we used vinegar as a weed killer. Um, we have a, a gravel driveway and I had little weeds, you know, shooting up through the gravel where we weren't driving. And so instead of using Roundup, we took vinegar with a little bit of dish soap to help it coat the leaves and we sprayed it in the gravel and it did kill them some of them ended up coming back but if you do it um, on a really hot day because that's when the plants trying to soak up as much liquid as possible when it's really hot out so that's when you want to spray it on there um, you can use it as a natural weed killer one caveat though is with vinegar is it doesn't care if it's your favorite rose bush that you don't want killed <laughs> it's not discerning so only use it in areas where you don't kill if it if it seeps off and kills other plants around it so like for our gravel driveway I would say we don't want anything growing in the gravel so that was a perfect spot but I would be careful if you're trying to use it for spot weed killer and amongst your plants that you want to live um, so those are some great uses for vinegar and I hope that you will do some of them for yourself if you actually want some of the recipes I actually have the recipes and tutorials written out 
in my book, Pioneering Today, Faith and Home, The Old-Fashioned Way. And you can read the first chapter of that on melissaknorris.com. And you can check out more about the book there and all the different things that are in it. So thank you so much for joining and listening today. That's it for this edition of Pioneering Today with Melissa K. Norris. Join us next time on KSVU 90.1 Upriver Community Radio.